Hey everybody, welcome to His Chosen Child Podcast. I'm your host, Camilla Sloan Howard. And today I have a special guest with me, my brother, disciple, Matthew Garcia. And we're here to talk about none other than the rock where we stand, the chief cornerstone, the great I am, our redeemer, our strong tower, our healer, our great defender in the love of our soul, Jesus Christ, our all and in all. Thank you so much, brother, for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so um, before we get into this, let's just go into prayer to set the atmosphere. So, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for this platform, Lord. I thank you for this day. Lord God, I thank you for my brother, Lord God. I thank you for this one, Lord. How, how he is just so on fire for you, Lord God, the love that he has for you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the divine connection that you made, Lord God, on that day when we met. Lord God, I just ask, Lord, that you would use us, Lord, for your glory on today, Lord God. Let us be your mouthpiece, Lord, that everyone under the sound of our voices, Lord God, may know you lord more may feel your presence lord god and may know their purpose lord which is to to reverence you to honor you and to worship you lord god and i thank you lord for this opportunity right now with my brother lord god lord and i just ask you lord god to be in the midst lord god you said that if two or more are gathered lord that you would be in the midst lord god so we ask, Lord, for more of your power, more of your presence, Lord, and more of your mm. spirit, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, brother, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the first time that you uh, met Jesus, what that experience was like? Sure. Um, goodness. Uh, I was three years old. And uh, I woke up from a really crazy dream, and uh, God just pretty much showed me at three years old how He wanted to use me and, and what did He want me to do. And um, you know, I was three years old and like, whoa, it's the coolest thing, you know. And it, my mom, I remember telling her that I, I felt like I needed to be a minister or something with wow. being a three years old person you know That's not really know what that looked like right and uh yeah like I, it was it was do you remember what happened in your dream i do um <laughs> i do i was oh goodness i'm just yeah well i'll, I'll just say it you know mm -hmm. worst case scenario it'll come back and haunt me it's all good <laughs> yeah i was standing on a stage and I just saw that there's a lot of people in the crowd and I couldn't see how many people because I saw so many lights in my eyes from the stage. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I was saying, but I know whatever it was that I was saying was exactly what God wanted me to say at that moment. And I had such a deep peace knowing that whatever it was that I was saying was, was God, was, was God speaking through me to reach people. Wow. And uh, it was so cool because like I, I started knowing God so early in life, but um, I started knowing fear 
just as early. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the enemy just loves to come and take people's joy, you know, yes. so quickly and so early. And so, for most of my life, it was it was a conflict of, like, like a fear commitment with mm. Jesus. And uh, so, because, like, I was so aware of um, the consequences of a sold-out lifestyle because I was literally being tormented for just uh, a visitation right. from him. So, um, most of my life it was like, you know what, uh, maybe if I just be quiet, you know, maybe if I just stay silent, maybe if I only worship him on Sundays, the enemy will leave me alone. But wow. of course that never worked out. And, uh, so it was a lot of conflict in my own heart because it was so, it was trying to balance two different worlds, two different lifestyles, two different loves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, about goodness, about six years ago. It came to a head, and uh, I ended up walking away from God for a season, just because of the um, a lot of condemnation and the warfare, and uh, just didn't have a lot of peace in my heart. And uh, it took getting at the end of myself for for me to run to Jesus and be like, "Okay, God, you're it." You're it. Either either you move these mountains, and 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 I believe in my heart that you really do love me the way that you have been telling me my whole life in, in scripture, or that's it, you right. know? Yes. And, uh, you know, thankfully, he showed up, and it was his love that rescued me um, from so much, from, from depression, from homosexuality, from a sexually addicted lifestyle, from, from alcohol, from, from self-medicating yes. with video games, from... Uh, wow. From I, I goodness, from from everything, like from hopelessness, hope gave me hope. Wow! And his name is Jesus. Amen, <laughs> amen. I love that. That is so awesome. He is so faithful and so mighty to save and mighty to heal. Um. So, do you, other than that dream, because that was considered a super a supernatural encounter? Have you had any more? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like, you know, God was always doing supernatural stuff in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I, I spent a lot of time as a Southern Baptist and as, a, as like a fundamentalist Baptist. So like mm -hmm. we didn't really believe too much in the supernatural unless it was overseas. Then it was okay. If missionaries right. saw supernatural stuff, then it was okay. But, right. but not in the U.S. because we're better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like supernatural you know miracle signs and wonders and all that stuff like it follows someone who is intimately going after God yes you know um, yes. Paul talks about in his letters and I think it's to the Corinthians you know talking about all the fruits of the Spirit talking about all the gifts of the Spirit you know prophecy speaking in tongues and all that stuff mm -hmm. healings and all that stuff but he says if you don't have love then what's the point yes and like so Literally, you know, the more and more that I have been going after Jesus in love and not being focused on yes. all the extra stuff, he like, he brings the extras, but it's like, a you know, the sprinkles on top, the frosting on top, the cherry on top of an already beautiful cake. Exactly. That is his beautiful presence. That uh, is the love that he has. That's the source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> okay. Did you grow up in a Christian home? Like, were your parents Christians? Mm, no. Um, 
No. So at the at the age of three, when you had that dream, you had no like prior experience with like church culture or. So no, like my mom would take us out like Sunday and Christmas. Oh okay. Yeah, and like sometimes every once in a blue moon we would go to church too. Wow. But we weren't like super duper invested. Mm-hmm. Like mom did her best. Yeah. Um, like she would read us like Bible stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, but she was a, she was a single mom. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you know it was hard to do that. Plus balance her career. Plus mm-hmm. make sure there was food on the table. Right. Uh, so um, when you finally started to get uh, a more clear revelation of his love for you, but you said that had started at a very young age, right? Yeah. Um, but as far as me being sold out for him, like be, me being committed committed to him Mm -hmm. that wasn't until like just under two years ago oh really yeah so in these last two years how has that changed your self-value and in your self-view oh it's completely changed it yeah um not because like i'm seeing myself in a better way but i'm i'm coming to believe what jesus says about me Mm -hmm. um yes and that's been like a huge thing that that he's just been focusing on um it, it, it's God is always good mm-hmm. always good and we need to start with that God is always good and you know, I think it's easy for when people go through painful things like yeah. I, I feel like no one goes through childhood unscathed in some form or another you know but like you know even if they have a good childhood you know mm-hmm. there's always something you know yeah. mm-hmm. but like even with that like to start off with the fact that God is always good and and the thing that he has been like showing me is that like Jesus grieved for everything when he lost the guy that loved him so much John the Baptist you know he went to go be away because it hurt his heart so much that's the kind of the pain in his heart that happens whenever we experience pain and it's so crazy that you're saying that because I was just telling somebody this Friday at work. I was telling a coworker that same thing about how much our pain grieves his heart. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand it and they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But he's so mindful of us and he cares about the things that we care about. He absolutely does. He absolutely does. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, I, I, I would, like there's, there's Psalms that talk about how Holy Spirit collects our tears. Yeah. He holds on to our tears. He holds on to our cares. He holds on to us. Mm-hmm. Um, God cares about the things that we endure. Yeah. Um, and like, so in the midst of that, he's always looking to pour out what he thinks about us, what he cares about us, what he says about us. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in scripture, you always find these passages that talk about, you know, the sons and daughters are kings, mm-hmm. that God doesn't have any grandchildren, you right. know, yeah. that he only has children, children. He doesn't have nephews. He doesn't have second cousins. <laughs> nope. They're all children. Yes. You know, everyone who is bought by the blood of Jesus yeah, actually, I would go on to say, might be a little sacrilegious, everybody in the world it's is a child creation, of God. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's whether or not we are walking in that identity or not. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, um, yeah, and so he just, he wants us to know not only his love for him, but how he sees us Amen. in all those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is why I think like you know prophetic words can be so helpful but honestly just like Revelation says prophecy is just Jesus's testimony just yeah. his life so like yeah. just speaking scripture over people mm. is encouraging and beautiful so powerful yeah. um, and then just like um, to worship in the midst of any circumstance he's had me stuck in Matthew and especially like the Sermon on the Mount talking about like all these cool and beautiful blessings that people will get but the they cost, give me the chills though yeah. right mm-hmm. because there's a cost attached to all those things yes, yes, yes. and uh, you know it's so hard and easy to say you know I, I want those things God but I don't want yeah. to pay that cost and I think that's a that's a huge reason why a lot of people know the calling on their lives but they don't walk in it because they're not willing to fight the battle right you know yeah yeah and I feel like we're, we're kind of segueing off of segues off of segue this is so good <laughs> but like I, I remember that was actually one of the big reasons why I had such a fear of commitment with God for so long it's mm-hmm. because I'm like I don't want to pay that cost yes people and- get martyred yeah. People get killed. People have no friends. Persecuted. Yeah. Lonely. Yeah. yeah. Them Christians yeah. are weird. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want none of that. And right. uh, the more and more that God has been working on my heart, it's like, you know, you say that you count the cost, but the truth is you're not counting it right because God always is greater than anything. He's Amen. He's more than worth it, and He always satisfies it. So like. Yeah, the thing that we give up for him, you know, whether it's fame, notoriety, you know, a good paying job, whatever it is, that thing on our heart. And it's different for each person. For the rich man mm-hmm. that came to Jesus, it was his money. It yeah. was everything that he owned, you know. Yeah. For me, it was sex, you know, mm-hmm. for, for a good season, you know. Mm-hmm. It was popularity. Yeah. For for the next person, it could have been, I don't know, a Tesla. Relationships. Uh, relationships, yeah. you know. But whatever that, that, that idol is in someone's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, giving that up to Jesus, yes, he views that as a sacrifice, but he quickly comes in and is like, now you're ready for something better. Amen. Yes, so I just want people, I just want you guys out there to just understand how sufficient he is and how worthy he is. Yes, like yeah, all those things are just temporary and fleeting. And when we make our own desires our God, we just miss out on the greatest relationship, the greatest love, the greatest romance and intimacy you will ever get. Yeah, that's that's a true story. And like, Jesus is always more than worth it. Yes. And, and he, he uh, one of the things that he is... Uh, been showing me a lot especially in the last couple months is how he always satisfies us Mm. always Mm. and everything that we would want or need he always is more than enough every single time and uh because he doesn't want his children running back to the things that used to Mm. you know Mm. used to be their thing no like like uh hosea's wife Mm -hmm. that whole thing like one of the things that it was a descriptor right of what Israel's heart was towards God mm-hmm. and uh, they would take all the things that God had blessed them with you know food yes. money riches popularity all that jazz right yeah. mm-hmm. giving it out to everybody else mm-hmm. 
And God's like, I'm going to take all those broken cisterns that you have been drinking out of instead of the wellspring of my love that never runs dry. So. I'm going to break those, dry them all out. So you have no choice to be like, oh, I'm going to run back to my first love where it was better. Amen. Like the prodigal son, you know, so good. you woke up after eating from a pig's trough and it's like, you know what? It's better at my father's house. I'm going to go Amen. back home. Yes, brother. Yes, that's <laughs> so good. Yes. That's why when I see people um, in a backslidden state and how, I, I don't know why, but <clears throat> this was on my heart last night. I just was thinking about the scripture about how um, a dog returns to his own vomit. Yeah. And how like the uh, the pig wallowing in the mire. The deceitfulness of sin it is just it's just so unreal yeah so yes um <clears throat> I, I would just admonish everybody to like you said just return to their first love if you in that backslidden state just think of the former things that he has done for you and just let him pull you up and out and don't be afraid <clears throat> don't be intimidated excuse me by um, the cunningness and craftiness of the enemy because yeah. where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and freedom for all of us <clears throat> and he is married to the backslider mm. God of covenant so that's so interesting that he said that because like while we're talking about like all that stuff, the thing that kind of came up is the fact that, like, the entire time, no matter Israel's state, no matter their heart towards God, mm -hmm. God never divorced Israel. So faithful. Mm -mm. He was so yeah. faithful to them. Amen. He always looked at them as like, you are my wife. Yeah. You know, I'm going to help you remember that I'm your husband. Right. That we are in this together. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Man, he, is, he loves us like that, though. He is so faithful to us. Um, so, brother, did you have any, like, preconceived notions um, about who God was and, and who Christ was before you really jumped in there and, like, dug deep to find out, you know, more about his character and his ways? Gosh. Yeah, I had tons. Um... So I mentioned that, like, you know, from three years old, I had my first encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, immediately I started getting, uh, like, tormented from the enemy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd, I'd have these, like, really demonic dreams, wake up screaming. Uh, really? Yeah, it was, it was pretty horrendous. And uh, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. And not only that, like, I've seen a lot of people make mistakes in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You know, uh, parents, you know, mm -hmm. siblings, you know, family, friends, you know, people making mistakes that had tremendous impact and influence on my own life for yeah. better and worse. Mm -hmm. uh, and looking at all that, and it was so easy to just blame all that stuff on God. Mm -hmm. Like, so easy to be like, God, if you really are in control, if you really are all powerful, why... Why don't you move? Why didn't you move? Where were you? You know? Yes, yes. And I think part of that is a misunderstanding of like 
how God wants to move in our lives. Mm-hmm. And two, it's hurt. Mm-hmm. It's just plain hurt. Hurt mm-hmm. isn't logical. It mm-hmm. doesn't think straight. It no. just, it's just experiencing. It's perversion. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's it's okay to be honest with how we feel, but it's we need to take that to a place. And mm-hmm. and on a lot of when I came back to Jesus, it was it was long conversations of me just talking to what felt like the air and just being like God, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be honest with you, like when I was nine years old and molested, like, this was awful, you know, uh-huh. like, and where were you? Well, where, 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 where were you? Like, yes. wow. um, did you hate me? Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. why, why do I feel like you were against me in those seasons of my life? You know, uh-huh. and things didn't seem to add up and stuff. Yes, and, Jesus. and it was a complete and total tragedy that, like I was saying, that no one goes through life unscathed, but at the same time, like, that isn't God's heart. It mm. isn't God's heart for us to experience those tragedies. No, it's not. At all. No. You know, there is a, a God of, of, this, of this world, you know, that, that took that title for himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when man was first tempted and sinned against yeah. God, and we put them on that, mm-hmm. on that pedestal, and that's the devil. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's no one out there to destroy like the devil and yes. I and, and something that that God has really been showing me a lot is like all those things that I blamed God for they weren't his machinations Mm-mm. they weren't his designs it was wow, this the is enemy so good. every single time yes and this that right there is a huge huge preconceived notion and lie that keeps a lot of people away from God because they know of his sovereignty and how he's in control so they feel like if he's in control of the good then he must be in control of the bad and it's it's we have a real enemy mm-hmm. and he's the one that's behind all of the sin in this world and all of the us getting the brunt end of other people's sin and even our own sin, that's the enemy. Yeah. And since God gives us free will, people choose to disobey, to walk in sin, and then, you know, we become victims of that. That's not God, though. Right. No. And hurt people hurt people. Exactly. It's yep. a perpetual cycle. Yep. And that's just the way of the world, you know. Sin is a part of this, the fallen nature of man, and in this broken world we were born, and and shaping in this iniquity. So it's like, you know, there's no way around that. But um, that's not God's will for us, you know. That's just a part of living in this broken world that we're in. But He's calling us um, to freedom. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And, and that's so good how you said that too, because like we can either continue living like the rest of the world, mm-hmm. being hurt and hurting others, yeah. or we can live like we're called to be outside of it, being like instead like the light that Jesus is mm-hmm. through it, letting him shine through us to right. this world and changing this world shifting it yes yes shifting yes. it so that it's heaven on earth instead. amen yeah it's what I feel like you know when he says the kingdom is now he's talking about like 
his love being poured out. He's talking about his very kingdom. It's heaven, like mm-hmm. literally being through us. Yeah. But like also it's always been there, mm-hmm. but like our eyes have been shut because of sin. Right. And, and hurt. <laughs> exactly. Right. So when he says that, that, um, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's just for you to reach out and grab. It's already right there. Exactly. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yes. So, um, do you have any advice for the people, for the so many lost people out there who feel so far from God, who feel stuck in their sin, and who are just like full of shame and don't feel worthy to go to Him? Mm. So, it's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of people, when it comes to breaking out of that fear of commitment of like knowing who God is because I feel like everybody knows who God is in their heart whether yeah. or not they actually voice it or not mm-hmm. um, and actually trusting him mm-hmm. is a big thing to trust God yeah it's huge it's huge yeah. and I think a lot of that comes to a place of of just being in a place of where you're you're so desperate where you're just praying God I know I've been saying you don't exist, but I need you to come through and save my child. Or God, I know I've been saying that I don't like you and I hate your guts, but God, I need you to come through for this, my finances right now, because yeah. you're it. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times it, it takes desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it's important to remember that like, we don't need to be in that place, that it takes that place, it took that place for me. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to be in that place. We can just come to him as we are and just tell him mm-hmm. our hearts. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's that's how I even started. I'm like, Jesus, just, I know you love me. Mm-hmm. The Bible says so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son so, so that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, right? right. Most mm-hmm. quoted verse in all the scripture. Yes, everybody knows that verse. Right? So all we have to do because he loves us is just to start that dialogue with him and that's all that prayer really is mm-hmm. it's just a dialogue with him just talking about like how we need him mm-hmm. um, and just telling him about the things on our hearts so I'd say that's a great place to start yeah um, and just be no matter how ugly and dark and nasty or, or whatever it is that you you feel like you need to express to him just let it out yeah yeah, let it out and, um, you know, if you need be, you know, repent about it later. Um, yeah. And, and just leave it there. No need to linger in it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah, one of the mothers of, no, the mother of Samuel, um, mm-hmm. one of the most powerful prophets in all of scripture that anointed David and Saul. Yeah. Um, she cried out to God in desperation and it says in scripture bitterness yeah um mm-hmm. which is a pretty dark emotion you yeah know? pretty dark people are ashamed to let those types of things be exposed when you go to god mm-hmm. but he knows it's already in there exactly so let and it, it was because of her honesty and her uh how she humbled herself to god mm-hmm. when she gave it to him yeah um that he blessed her exactly you know? exactly yes so um one of my episodes, one of my prior episodes was about um, the born again experience because I know that God, you know, is calling us all to be children. 
And I know that God is calling all of us to be in relationship with him. But in these last days, I see a lot of uh, lukewarm Christians. I see a lot of people who are not uh, really um, going higher in him and, you know, going in that deep place with him of intimacy and, you know, moving from being a believer to actually being a disciple. And um, that's what he's called us all to do. Amen. So um, I feel like until the born again experience happens, there's no way that you can do that stuff because before you're born again, it's kind of like you're still operating out of the flesh. Right. So once he comes in and he completely takes over and you're, you're now a new creation, you have new desires, um, you have a new worldview. You have just everything is just different for you. I feel like until that happens, then you know you will be in that kind of lukewarm or carnal Christian type of state. Um, oh, completely. Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, uh, was your born again experience? Was it like an instant, um, just boom, one time thing that just happened? you know instantaneously or was it like a gradual process because for me it was like a process yeah yeah no I love that and like that kind of like really um ties into the last question that you're asking really good because basically what you're asking is like you know or what we're talking about is a sold out lifestyle you know yeah that, Jesus yeah. I read this Reinhardt Bonnke quote yesterday and it basically said Jesus invites us to come and die yeah. And the implication is because Jesus died for us, mm -hmm. we can come and die so that we can experience freedom and a new life and him living through us. Yes. And um, I actually, you, you were asking me earlier if I've had, you know, experienced supernatural in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, this ties in really good to that too. Mm -hmm. I was worshiping Jesus with some friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And I had um, this picture play out in my mind. And... Uh, it was this picture of Jesus coming and he hugged me and Jesus was on fire like this blue peaceful blue safe fire and when he hugged me I caught on fire <laughs> and it was this blue peaceful safe fire and and then I'm there's someone in front of me and I go up to them and then Jesus his arms came out through my belly and hugged that person oh, wow. and then when he hugged that person through me they caught on fire <laughs> and then and then it, it just kept continuing and continuing yeah. and continuing to there is this whole ribbon all around the world of blue of people being hugged and caught on fire and hugged and oh, caught on fire wow man that is and hugged beautiful and, caught on fire. and then the next thing i saw was the entire world being blue this peaceful, safe blue cut on fire mm. and Jesus hugging the world. Wow. So, yeah, like, yeah, so we beautiful. have this daily invitation and it, it's a daily, um, yeah, it, it's not just for someone who's never been, who's never said I do to Jesus. Um, and I, and I, I said that that way on purpose because it's a marriage, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. a, it's a marriage with God. Um, mm -hmm. But like every single day, um, just like one would say, you know, it's a commitment every day with their spouse on the world. Mm -hmm. It's a commitment every day with Jesus. Right. 
So, just like if someone said, I do with their spouse, and they never put any of the effort in to, to love them or get to know them, you know, that's how people get divorced, right? Yes. You know, things yes. don't work out. It's the same thing with God. If, yes. if I go in and sign I do for the ring and the get out of jail free card, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, obedience is what he looks for a sold out heart is what he looks for it says um in psalms you know it's a broken and contrite heart that you desire not not sacrifices or offerings or incense or any of that stuff it's nothing religious that he wants Mm -hmm. and in the in the last book of the bible revelation jesus says you know the people that i spit out of my mouth my mouth are the ones that aren't going to be committed to me right exactly so the ones that he are that that he's looking for or people who are going to be committed to him. And mm-hmm. it's not this like super crazy thing. Cause like I said, like as much as he might ask for you to give, like he's always willing to give you even more. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So it's not a loss. It's never a loss. Everything is gained. Everything. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I guess to, to quickly answer your question though. Um, yeah. Like, like I was saying, like for me two years ago, just under two years ago, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, everything changed it in that moment as far as like the commitment, like my heart mm-hmm. stopped being more committed to f- being afraid yeah, and being scared about what tomorrow would be and being afraid about like not measuring up in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or feeling like I have to pull it all together to, mm-hmm. yeah. to feeling safe to just let all the ugly out yeah. And, yeah, and let out whatever it is that I was experiencing to him and feeling safe that yes, I have the jail out of free, the get out of jail free card that get out of hell free card. But right. like mm-hmm. even better, I have an invitation to his table. I have Amen. an invitation to his presence. I, I have God in my heart mm-hmm. and no matter where I feel I am, like if I feel alone in that moment or I don't know, if I'm believing some sort of lie that I have depression or some whatever, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. sorrow it is, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength Amen. and it's because I said I do to him. But like, was it a process? Yeah. Every day it's a process. Every day we have this invitation to come and die for him. Yeah. You know, it was when I said I do to Jesus publicly. Um, is that when you got baptized? Like in the Holy Spirit? Maybe. Either one. I don't yeah. know. Um, oh, okay. No, no, no. It, it was like I was at this church service. Someone had invited me to a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I was arguing with God, mm-hmm. like really getting mad because I just I kept hearing all these religious questions in this Bible study. And it was nothing against the people there. It's just like me being very religious in that moment. Yeah. That's all I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, like... I remember hearing this question in so many words. It was like, you know, if, if someone, you know, backslides, are they really a Christian still? You know, if they mess up, are they still saved? You know, um, if I see my brother doing something they shouldn't be doing, um, are they still a Christian? You know, all these kinds of barely religious questions. And I was getting so mad because I'm like, God, if they really cared, they would pray to you. And at the very least, God, they lifted up their brother. And if, if at the most, maybe you'd, you'll show them where they are. And 
maybe you'll love them through that person, you know? Yeah. And I felt like I was saying, stand up and tell everybody of what I brought you out of and how. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Man. And I got reminded of like every single passage of scripture where Jesus is like, you know, those who confess me before men, I will confess those before my father. Amen. But if you deny him, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, it's a, it's a commitment with him, mm-hmm. but it's a daily choice with him. Um... So did you do what he said? I didn't stand up. Okay. But I'm sure like my heart, it felt like it stood up. Right. But I did, I told everybody, I'm like, my name is Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a super religious person. I went to a really well-known Bible school, uh, dropped out of that and uh, became a worship leader and, and dropped out of that and became aligned with this group that, you know, meant well, but just wasn't loving God and mm-hmm. loving people the way that God loves people. Um, and it walked deep into homosexuality and a whole bunch of just worldliness. And the only thing that brought me out of all of that was Jesus's love. And when I testified to that simple truth, um, it was like hot wax was poured on my heart, Mm. sealing me. He's like forever and ever. That's it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that was the experience. That was it. He's like, no more fear of commitment. You are committed to me. That's it. If I will... If I have to, I'll drag you kicking and screaming to the finish line, but we're getting there together. And I'm like, okay, God, you you know. (laughs) Um, But, like, it was three months after that experience, though, Mm -hmm. that I was able to honestly say, without feeling like I was lying, Mm -hmm. I love you, Jesus. Oh, wow. And it was so funny because I was just worshiping Jesus, Mm -hmm. and then I just found myself on the ground, and it felt like I was, like, right in front of his feet just crying and saying again and again and again, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I guess after the 50th or 60th time of <laughs> saying that, it finally clicked. Yeah. Wow, I he, I do love God now. Yeah, mm-hmm, you do. You know? yeah. So, That's like, awesome. it, it's, it's been a process. And, and even since then, like, it wasn't a clean break mm-hmm. from the things that he delivered me from. Yeah. Um, not because his work was incomplete, but because my heart was going like you're talking about like a dog back to those things yeah. that I used to like yeah mm-hmm. vomit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so right. it was so funny I, I uh, last year uh, around September or August it was about a week before I got baptized with water mm-hmm. uh, cause I, I yeah cause I, I yeah 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 it was like a week before I was baptized in water mm-hmm. and uh it was so funny because, like, I literally went back for about a week and did all those things that, that he brought me out of. Mm. And I'm like, okay, God. So, where is that? Revelation. No, I'm sorry. It is. I'm going to read a quick okay. scripture, a quick. Absolutely. Nope, that one's not it. Nope. Can you paraphrase? Maybe I might know. Yeah, it's 1 Corinthians uh, 6.11, I think it is. Oh, okay. And here it is. Okay. So this is out of the Passion Translation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nope. That's not it. Nope. That was... <laughs> nope. Here it is. I'm so sorry about this. No, you're fine. <laughs> so, out of the Passion Translation, it goes, Surely you must know that people who practice evil cannot possess God's kingdom realm. Stop being deceived. People who continue to engage in sexual morality, idolatry, adultery, sexual perversion, homosexuality, fraud, greed, drunkenness, verbal abuse, or extortion, these will not inherit God's kingdom. And then it goes on the very next verse. In verse 11, it goes, It's true that some of you were once in those lifestyles, but now you have been purified from sin, made holy, given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, through our union with the Spirit of our God. And Amen. amen. And I remember telling Holy Spirit, I'm like, God, obviously this thing didn't stick. Right. Because <laughs> I just did all these things again. Yeah. And and God was like, you forgot who you are. You. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you who you are. Amen. Yes. And uh, over over a course of another week, just every single day, mm-hmm. like up until I was baptized, even afterwards, it mm-hmm. was him reminding me in wonderful ways about who I am and how he's made me to be. And, yes, that's the game changer right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how I'm the head, not the tail, that I am a king, that I am a priest. Mm-hmm. Because of the high priest and the king of kings lives inside of me Amen. and crowned me, you know, as co-heir with him. That I get See, all the benefits of Christ because Jesus himself is my husband. Amen. <laughs> so good, brother. Yes. So um, we're going to close out soon. Is there anything else you want to share with the people? Um... You know, every day, like we're talking about, is an invitation to just go deeper and deeper with Him. Um, And every day is just an opportunity to experience His love Mm -hmm. in a newfound way. So if you don't know Him, then we just want to invite you to just open up your heart to Him. I think, like, there's so much fear in this world and so much uncertainty in this world, but I tell you what, like... I went from being like a ship tossed around in the waves to being like mm-hmm. on solid ground, on solid ground, like yes. Uh, uh, in in a course of like two weeks from when I said I do to Jesus, I got the best paying job that I ever had in my life, and I've not kept that job. I've been in a different job since then, but like every time that I needed something, He's shown up. Amen. Yes. Like I needed a house one day. I got a job and a house together. Like, I needed a car. He got me the best deal I've ever gotten on a new car. You know, like, everything that I needed. I needed friends. Mm -hmm. I needed connections. I needed people to pour into me and love on me. Yes. You know, like family. And he's come through with that. Yes. You know. His provision is unreal. And uh, I call it my daily bread. Everything that I need for that day. He always comes through and provides in every area. Amen. Amen. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Jesus the time that I have with him for anything anymore. So I just want to invite, you know, anybody who who hasn't made that commitment to him, that surrender to him. You know, and that's such a loaded word, surrender, because like truth is like 
you ain't giving him much. <laughs> Let's be honest. How much can you give God who made everything? Exactly. <laughs> you yes. know, in truth, I remember hearing this, this parable, this little story from a little Baptist preacher. He's talking about uh, the story where a dad gave their little girl these fake set of pearls. And the little girl loved the fake pearls so much. And then because she loved him so well, he's like, you know what? I'm going to give her the real thing. Shh, don't tell anybody. So he's like, okay, honey. Now I want you to give me your pearls. Oh, and I want to give you something better. And he didn't tell her what it was. We know. Right. But she doesn't know. She, he just wants her to trust. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, daddy, but I'm not ready yet. And he's like, okay, okay, but just know I've got this new gift for you and I'm always going to love you either way. Mm-hmm. So a couple days later, she goes by and she's like, you know what, daddy, I'm so afraid, but here are my, my pearls. I give you those pearls. Mm-hmm. He's like, beautiful daughter. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy. You know what? I have something even better than those pearls for you. Those fake pearls. I have the real deal mm-hmm. right here puts the new pearls on (coughs) and that's what God does with us you know the fake pearls are like this life that we live without them Mm -hmm. it's good but you just want to hold on to it for dear life right you you don't know nothing else right yeah and it's a gift from God it Mm -hmm. really is yeah it is but like it pales in comparison to the real deal. Amen. <laughs> oh my god, it has nothing on it. The quality, the highest that's the highest quality of life in him. Yes. Yeah, so just like real quick, you know, it's nothing fancy. Um I just want to invite you to just like Yeah, just in your own words. Just say, Jesus, I give you everything. I commit my life to you. Every day, help me to give it to you in a new way, you know. Amen. And it's that simple. And it's then you you trade up the fake pearls for the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, that is so awesome. Thank you, brother, man. This has been so awesome. This has ministered to me. This has blessed me greatly on this day i just thank you for coming i thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experiences and i just love you thank you so much i love you too sis thank you for having me yeah no problem anytime so we're just gonna close out and pray you want to pray us out okay well god we just thank you so much for this wonderful time with my dear sister camilla lord and all of her friends god and i just pray that everywhere that this podcast is shared that you just bless everybody with the deepest peace and your love and uh just woo these people like you woo us god every day amen yes thank you guys for listening tune in for the next episode of his chosen child podcast see you later